Hello, and welcome to episode 147 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny, can I yes. tell you something very funny that happened today? Yes. All right, so I think I might have mentioned this already and maybe last week, but for sure I've told you that they're the birds that have the nest mm-hmm. and the babies have hatched, mm-hmm. and so the mama and the papa bear not bear, papa bird, <laughs> are like, I, I mean, all day are like gathering stuff and very loud and they are very strategic about where they are so that nobody will come near it and whatever. Yes. Oh, he has been a little curious. Okay. So there's like this, we have like grass with like a bit of a garden, but he'd have to, he has to jump up because there's like a little, there's a wall there, right? Yeah. So he doesn't go up there very often, but he, a couple times this week he's gone up. But today I was out there and then I, he went up with his, his little bone thing. And so he was sitting there, but then he got a little curious. And so then he started going in behind, like there's little bushes and stuff. Okay. And so he was in there kind of like checking things out. And I, I could, the birds were getting very loud. Very agitated. Okay. And so I was like, Ohiro. And so he poked his head up and I said, get over here. So he came over, but as, as he was coming over and he was going to jump down, one of those birds swept, swooped, swooped, swooped down and bit him right in the ass. (gasps) I laughed. (laughs) It was very funny. He just kind of like turned his head and looked around and then jumped down. I was going to say, how did, he, how did he react? But yeah. And, and so the birds like they're, they mean business. They don't. And so I had thought originally the other day that maybe one of the babies had fallen out of the nest. Yeah. Cause we can't even see the nest. It's in like this big flowering tree sort of thing that's grown up and over because we're on the top floor. So mm. You can't really trim the other side. So it's it's all intertwined. Right. But even so like birds... it's in a place that the dog couldn't get to. Like, oh, Hiro can't. Oh. No, yeah, yeah. No. But just no. sniffing around, he was too close for the bird's comfort. And he wasn't even on the side where the nest is. He was on the other side of the garden. They It was just too close. Uh, it was very funny. That is very, very humorous. It's also funny because they're using his water bowl as a bird bath <laughs> and so this morning I had filled it and then I came back a couple hours later and I'm like what is going on here and they obviously there was a black feather and water all over and so they had had a nice little bath in his fresh water I mean it's really kind of you to give them a, a bathtub yeah but 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 because of the, because they're around so much there's also a lot of droppings which i'm not really fond of oh no and they keep getting on his bed out there so then i have to keep washing it very you know that's a no for me <laughs> that's a no. no yeah and yeah yesterday he was acting really weird that he being the dog and then I, I was like did he eat some bird poo like you know, is he going to have like bird flu? Like I was, like, <laughs> I was like Googling all kinds of crazy things. I'm sure you were. That, and that was right after I had received his DNA analysis. Sandy, you are officially a crazy dog mom. 
<laughs> yes. But Henny, I, I mean, even the vet here, like when they put down breed, it says Shih Tzu. Now right. I can see how he has some Shih Tzu in him, yeah. but I, he does not have a Shih Tzu face. He doesn't have that squished up face right. with the nose and the whole bit. Yeah. But I did not expect did it to come back and say Pekingese. <laughs> and didn't border it say collie? a lot of yeah a lot of border collie border collie and then it said so 20 i think it's 26 to 39 percent was like um border collie pekingese and then it's like 17 to 25 percent was shih tzu and australian whatever yeah, yeah something else yeah so obviously one parent was Shih Tzu Pekingese. Yeah. And the other one was the Collies. Yes. yes. Yeah, the, a, collie, a Collie mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways, when you read what the Pekingese, like the description of like their temperament and whatever. Right. It's exactly. It's like, him. <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> hard to train. Hooks onto one person and it does like everything only for that person. Okay, so here's here's my question then. So you get this, like, you get this DNA reading, mm-hmm. you know, and then it has the different breeds. And so then yeah. it's this breed, like you said, you read this breed and here's the personality. You read this yeah. breed and here's the personality. So my question then is, like, how much of those, I don't mean the DNA testing, I mean the, the personality traits linked to the breeds. How much yeah. of that is actually a thing? And how much of that is like, you know, your astrological sign where like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whichever one you are, you could read yes. it and be like, oh yes, that's me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't really have, I mean, I guess to a certain extent you do, like you have like, you know, Canadians tend to be like this personality or like French people tend to be. So, I mean, maybe we do kind of have that with people, but like, not really. Like, no, I think for sure we do. What are you talking about? Well, yes, I know, but we do. I think depending on where you live in the world, there are diff- there are certain yeah 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 you're right things. like if you're from the south or yeah out east yes. or out west you're right yes. you're right yeah so but yeah I mean anyway you know what am I gonna do yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know now do you feel like he's got personality qualities that you have? Because my <laughs> because my experience with dogs is that they tend to imitate like the person. Yes, <laughs> correct, correct. They tend to for sure because similarities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let if we go back to astrological signs. So I'm Taurus bull, but I don't really think I'm super stubborn. I don't. Okay. Do you think I'm super stubborn? No, actually. No, I don't. No, I, I, I can I'm, see there I'm was a far more stubborn life. than you are. Yeah, there was a point in my life I was stubborn, very yeah. stubborn. But I would say that, that that I don't tend to be. Am I hard to train? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, I don't think I am. 
<laughs> you know, so so there's that. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. No, you're making I mean me you're curious. You're head. curious in the same way that Ohito is. Extremely affectionate to their masters and and wary of strangers. They tend to bark a lot and make good watchdogs. He doesn't really he 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 barks when he thinks there's something coming. Yeah. Uh, they have a tough time tolerating being poked or grabbed. Yes, I would say I am. Okay. So small children should be supervised around me. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best reading. I love it. They don't always get along with other dogs. Yep, I don't get along with everybody. <laughs> But I do enjoy the company of other Pekingese. So I like people who are like me. That, that is true. I do like people like me. If socialized early, they will get along great with other dogs and even cats. <laughs> so you can get along with people who are different from you. You just you just need extra time to get organized and get ready for it. See, this is perfect. Their unique needs and individual personalities require someone who understands them. I mean, Thank Sandy, are you sure that this is about the dog? Like, are you sure this isn't actually your own personality test? Okay, and this is the best one. But overall, they have a large heart and a small body. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I'm dying over here. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm highly intelligent and are very independent and yes. can be stubborn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You have to persuade them that you're in charge or they will take it upon themselves to be the leader. That could be true. <laughs> it could also be true. <laughs> Sandy. Oh. oh, my goodness. Okay. They're courageous and brave, sometimes to the point of being foolhardy. They may be, mm -hmm. they may be picky eaters and will sometimes refuse to eat in an attempt to control their masters. Oh, no, that's not you at all. If they exhibit a good appetite, they can easily become overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, that was fun. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my fa my favorite my favorite is the big heart and the small body. <laughs> Closely followed by they if they have the appetite, they can easily become overweight. I mean, that could be most people. Oh, jumping. <sighs> But especially you, Sandy. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was fun. I that I enjoyed funny. that. Well, like like dog, like owner, as they say. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> okay, let's get past that. Okay. So, <clears throat> I was running at a podcast to listen to. Oh. And I follow um, Glennon and Abby their yes. Instagram accounts. Yes. But I never listen to their, their to their podcast. No, I, you know, I also follow them on Instagram and sometimes they have like little snippets yes. from their podcast and I yeah. frequently watch those on Instagram, mm -hmm. but I and also I, 
have never yeah. gone and actually listened to an entire episode. Okay. So I do the same thing. And then every time I hit it, I think, why don't I ever like go and listen? Yeah. And then, and then I just forget. But today I needed something to listen to and exactly what happened. And it was on pet peeves. And I was like, I have to listen to this one. Oh, so. and so the podcast, their podcast is called. We can do we hard can, things. We can do hard things. Right. And it's Abby Glennon and sister. Yes. Glennon's, Glennon's sister. sister. Yeah. Yes. And so they were talking about like pet peeves and, and such. And so, you know, Abby's like, oh, it's going to be all the things that I do. And then Glennon's like, no, it's not. And whatever. Anyway, they were talking individually about sort of the things that <clears throat> were their pet peeves. And it, and it, just because of the relationship they have, it was very funny. It was, of it course. was quite funny. Of course. But it, it led me to think about what, to ask you, what, what are your pet peeves? Oh, Sandy, let me count them. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, the number one pet peeve that I have, and this is no surprise to you, is any sort of sound that people are making with their mouths, noses, and throats. Like <laughs> chewing, crunching, slurping, gulping, swallowing, like all of, like I just can't, sniffing, I cannot handle any of it. That is a major, major pet peeve. Okay. Um, maybe... Like it's a level up from pet peeve because it's so it's so awful and distracting to me that it impacts <laughs> it impacts my ability to concentrate on other things. Yeah, but that's because you have it's one of the, it's a phobia, right? Correct. No. Misophonia. Yeah. Misophonia. Okay. Uh -huh. You're right. So so that I think is my number one pet peeve. Other pet peeves, I'm I think like uh, lateness. Mm -hmm. is a pet peeve of mine yeah you know like I think especially like if you have a class or if you have an appointment or if you have like you know if you have like even like even a movie at the cinema like show up on time <laughs> you know <laughs> I yeah. I real that is that's a pet peeve I really hate I really hate or like um you know, a live theater or something like that. And then people are coming in late. No. Yep. Like, I think those people should not be allowed to come too okay. bad. You're late. I don't care. You miss yep. out, you know, show okay. like get, get there on time. So that is yep. a major pet peeve of mine. Um, other things like maybe another pet peeve I have is like, I don't like, I like a clean counter. So like, crumbs on a counter like if yeah. you were to leave that yeah. or or even like a dribble of water on the counter you know like you pour yourself a yeah. you your water bottle and there's a little dribble of water like wipe it off you know like those sorts mm -hmm. of little things yep that would also yep. be a pet peeve okay those are probably my those are probably my big ones okay i have a lot i mean I, I also have way more than that, but those are kind of the major ones that I. Hmm. My, I think two that are really high on my list are um, people walking on a sidewalk with somebody else and you're, and they're walking towards you. Mm -hmm. And then they, 
one person doesn't slide behind to let yes. you go. Yeah. That I find very annoying. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. No. The other thing, people not using their indicator when they're driving. Oh. Really, yeah. really, really, really annoys me. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It wasn't, it, you know, it's not, it wasn't an add-on feature that you chose not to get. Mm-hmm. Comes with the car. <laughs> and the thing with that one is that it becomes a safety issue. Because if I don't know that you're turning, mm-hmm. I can't predict what you're doing. I maybe don't know why you're slowing down. I maybe don't think that you're turning. And so I don't realize you're going to be in my way. Like, no, no, that's that's a good one. Yeah. The, the biggest, worst, most annoying is someone who is either on speakerphone or has a FaceTime conversation in a public place, like you're in a restaurant, I'm on an airplane, and they're having this conversation kids playing on some sort of a device in a restaurant that with the sound on. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so if, so imagine you're on an airplane or you're in a public place, do you mind if someone's talking on the phone? That bothers me a bit too. Yeah. I mean, if it's a quick thing, but I don't like to hear the whole conversation. And, and so I don't get to hear the whole conversation. So here's, and this is this was said in the podcast, so this is okay. this was good. I had to write it down. <laughs> okay. So they call it you suffer from half a log. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your brain is still trying to figure out what the hell is the other person saying. You want to know what the conversation, the context of the conversation is, but you can't tell because you're only hearing half the conversation. Okay. So would it bother you less than? If they were on speakerphone, so you could hear the entire conversation? Of course not. It would still bother me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Whispering in a movie theater? Also. Yeah. People talking during the movie? Also, because I, I, I can't not listen to that conversation. Being with people, this happened the other day, out with another couple... The woman wants to have a side conversation while the men are having another conversation. Why are we having two separate conversations when we're all sitting at the same table? Mm-hmm. I can't because I have to listen to everything. Mm. I need. What to about know. if you're? What about if you're in a big group though? In a big group, it's okay. It's it's generally okay because there's a lot of other noise going on. Yeah. But if it's just like two cup like two couples, I, and I find it rude. I I do. I find it very rude. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Like if there are four, if you're a a group of four, there's no reason for there to be two conversations happening at the same time. If you're at a table and there are 12 of you, I feel like the conversations happen in fours. Right. You know, that's sort of how I, and I feel like that's normal and, and appropriate. Yeah. Those situations I've had where I ended up being at like the head of a table mm-hmm. just because of the seating or whatever. And then you never in anyone's conversation. No, I know. That's I hate, I, I hate, hate, that it. hate it. Hate it. Which is why I like to be early and not late so that I can get a good seat. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we've talked about pet peeves before because I remember maybe it being a question before. 
Yeah, I think so too, but it's it's a good one. It is. And so what do you do with a pet peeve then? Like Well, here's the, so that's that's a that's a good question. Yeah. And I think that it it depends on where like how often it happens who's doing it mm-hmm. and if you have if this if it's something that's going to be repeated quite often so mm-hmm. if it's something like your partner does mm-hmm. you either let them know mm-hmm. but it, just letting someone know doesn't mean they're going to change that mm-hmm. so sometimes you just have to adjust yourself mm-hmm. and how you react to it mm-hmm. so I mean there's always things like now I mean there's things I mean I can't even really think of something off the top of my head but you know Phil does a hundred things that are pet peeves for me. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure and I can't even imagine I actually I'm gonna ask him tonight like well what are the things that I do that are like pet peeves to you <laughs> I'll let you know if, if we're, we're our marriage is continuing past <laughs> tonight <laughs> later on this evening <laughs> so because I'm like I can't imagine what I do <laughs> Okay. okay, but it's so it's kind of funny though because I think that's the thing with pet peeves or anything that is annoying to you is that if it's something if it's something that annoys you or I should speak for myself when there are things that annoy me I just assume that those things annoy everyone uh, and so I can't understand why they're happening yeah. <laughs> because does this not drive you crazy? But then if it's something that doesn't annoy me, I can't like, I can't imagine that it would annoy someone else because it doesn't annoy me. I mean, saying that out loud makes me sound extremely (laughs) (laughs) self-centered, but it is funny. I mean, Mark and I were talking, I don't know, relatively recently because something inevitably that he was doing was driving me crazy and and so I said to him like 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 what is it that I and I think I asked him similarly like what is what's something that you know that really bothers you that that I'm doing or and he and he thought about it for a long time and I was like "Uh uh-oh like I'm gonna I'm about to get a list and then finally he was like no nothing really and I was like nothing like there's nothing and so now I'm thinking like okay I know I'm annoying you know yeah. <laughs> like there's gotta be something he's like no he's like I can't I can't really think of anything I was like well that is the right answer so <laughs> well, as, as, well as dishonest as it is it is the correct answer it, it wasn't a test but you passed yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Well, anyways, that was very fun. Sammy. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. I've got Olympic fever. Oh. No. I just love the Olympics. I love them. They make me so happy. I'm so excited. I love, and I will, I'll just have the TV on. And so, and of course, because the Olympics this year are happening in Beijing, mm-hmm. everything happens from like 8.30 p.m. until 8.30 a.m. our time. Yeah. And and so I'll see things in the evening 
and I'll watch things, you know, at like 5.30 this in the morning, TV goes on, see what's going on. So I'll watch things in the morning as well. But then during the day, when I'm, well, when I'm at school, I, I put it on for the first half hour of the day. We put on whatever's on. And at lunchtime, I put it on. Um, but then like on the weekend, I just had it on the TV. And so then it's, they're just playing like the highlights of things that have happened. So like, I've seen the same things over and over and over again. (laughs) I don't care. It's fun every time. Like, I just love it. I love the, I like to see all the different sports. I like the stories with the athletes. I like the, mm, yeah, I like the competitive spirit. I just, the whole thing is so fun for me. I just have such a great time and it's been, and so I was talking about it the other day and I was saying, you know, I think that I like the winter Olympics better than the summer Olympics. And, and so then I was going to say, because I think I like, like maybe I'm more interested in the winter sports. But then as soon as I was sort of thinking to say that, I thought, but I don't even know if that's true. Like, I love the figure skating. Yes. But I really enjoy all the all the other stuff, the snowboard mm. stuff, the freestyle skiing, yeah. the... Uh, I find the bobsled and the luge yeah. and the sweltan, like all of those things, I just find them so interesting. I'm fascinated by curling. All of those things I really enjoy watching. But in the summer, I love the swimming, love the diving, like the yeah. gymnastics, like the, like I, I like the beach volleyball. So many fun things in the summer too. And so I thought, okay, I don't think it's that I like the sports better. And so then I was like, why do I think that I like the Winter Olympics better? But, you know, I think I've decided why it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's because, because of the job that I do, I'm off in the summer already. And so the summer already feels different, out of the ordinary, uh, like a little more fun, or whatever, but in the winter, I'm in the midst of uh, a really strict schedule with work and commitments and things like that, and so then to add the Winter Olympics on top of that, it, like, infuses some excitement, you know? <laughs> well, and, and also, I mean, saying that is that you are, you spend more time in the house in the winter, Yes. So to have it on than you would in the summer. Yes, absolutely. For sure. For sure. That makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like it anytime, winter or summer. But... I, I have, I, we can't get any of it here with what what the setup that we have. So, um, and, and even when I try to look at clips of things, it'll say content not available in your area so it's not like it's not like you can just go on cbc.ca and watch no of course not because you're not in canada yeah oh i never even considered that but of course that's the case yeah even the news isn't we can't see the news at night we usually watch it through the app and as soon as they were in because um they they're actually broadcasting from the olympics right that we can't even watch the news at night oh wow I mean, it would, if we had a VPN, it would be different. We don't have a VPN. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there are, so there are, there are, ways, there are ways around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but we don't have those uh, things. So we'll have to see, you know, how far the Canadian hockey team goes, because it would really be fun. <laughs> At some point, you might have to watch. Might have to. I know you love it. Mm-hmm. 
and I do like watching the figure skating. Um, mm. And the, the speed skating is fun. It's like yeah. super interesting. Shall we talk about the end of Craving? Yes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Sandy sent me a text message that was like, I just started this book and I think you're going to really like it. We should read it and, and finish it around the same time so that we can talk about it when it's fresh for both of us. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. We have done it. We have done it. And so the book is called The End of Craving. Mm-hmm. And the subtitle is Recovering the Lost Wisdom of Eating Well. And it's by Mark Schatzker. It was very interesting. Yeah. It did you it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. It was not at all what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Pleasantly. Pleasantly yeah. it wasn't actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So all right. You start. Well, I guess maybe because we've both said it wasn't what we thought it was going to be, maybe we'll start there. So the end of craving. And so then it starts. And so I thought that it was going to be really like a a pro intuitive eating guide. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be because it suggested to me, the title suggests the idea of, you know, needing to eat in such a way that you're not craving things and that you're just eating the way that your body wants you to and and here's how to do it. Yeah. And there were like whispers of your body knows what it's doing and listen to your body. Yeah. But that was kind of where it ended. There yeah. was no, it was not a a guide to what to do or how to do it. It was not at all uh, telling you this is, these are things you should do and these are things you shouldn't do. It was really a a discovery and an uncovering of a whole bunch of research that has been done related to addiction Mm -hmm. and addiction to a variety of different things so addiction to different substances addiction to smoking addiction to gambling and drawing connections or relationships between those kinds of behaviors and then behaviors with food Mm -hmm. overeating binge eating things like that that I found really really interesting there was a lot of talk about the history of diets in North America mm-hmm. and just how ludicrous that whole system is and has been and continues to be. And, and then also a lot of science-based conversation about what is actually going on in your body when you consume food and why it is that you, why it is that some people desire food, why it is that some people eat food when they don't even really want it, why Mm. it is that some people don't eat when they do want it, like this whole conversation about all these different scenarios with food. And so it was a little bit of all of those things, none of which I actually thought would be there and all of which were really interesting so i feel like i haven't done a particularly great job of of summarizing but those are sort of snippets of things 
So, but so, okay, interesting because you didn't really touch on the one thing that I took from the book. Oh, wow. Which, okay. Which was asking the question and trying to figure out, is it, are, are, are we, when adding things to food, mm. is that a good thing for us mm. or is it actually making us sick? Mm. So you talked about when they started enriching uh, flour yeah. with niacin and then breakfast cereals and then it went on to everything. When in reality, there were places, different places, not even just in North America, but throughout the world mm-hmm. where people were deficient in niacin, riboflavin, I guess a lot of the, the, the B, they're the B vitamins, right? Yeah. And so the, they realized that the way to um, recover people from, from being ill with this was to add niacin and, and such mm-hmm. two flowers. But there were other parts of the world, mo- the majority of the rest of the world that didn't need that. Mm-hmm. And but, so everyone now eats foods that are enriched with things where your body may not have actually needed those. And so right. is that contributing to obesity, the way that, you know, the body doesn't operate the right, there's a way it is because it's off balance. So that mm-hmm. would be the part about eating in a way that you are actually receiving the right nutrients, the right balance mm-hmm. of things, right? For yourself, which they talked about the pellagra. Mm-hmm. In Italy, where there were regions where people were suffering from this, and that's a deficiency of um, vi- the niacin, so vitamin B3, yeah. where you will have like inflamed skin, like you would ha- might have um, blisters, diarrhea, sores in your mouth but they also saw that in the south mm-hmm. where there was farming they, both of these areas were farming areas where they diet was mostly made up of you know two or three different foods that were also grown in that area mm-hmm. and so during the farming time or when the fields were were farmed for whatever it was they were selling in the i think in the the south it was cotton were that they would notice that the farmers in the spring would be would come up with they have all these problems and and that was because of the the the, the niacin but in the US they decided to start fortifying foods right but in Italy they didn't Mm-mm. and so now they now the thought is the research was is this why there's a such a, a weight difference like at the average man, I think it's like 30 pounds between the average Italian man mm-hmm. and then the average um, American. Mm-hmm. And so they want to, they were like looking to see if there's a connection between that. So I found that to me was, was like super interesting because I was like, huh, you think about all of the things that are fortified and added and they add these things to foods because then we think that they're healthier for us. Mm-hmm. Or they add them to extend the shelf life. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's a whole other piece. But absolutely, a lot of things, it's like fortified with this or extra of this. or And so you think, oh, I'm doing really well 
I'm doing really well for myself by eating these things because they've been vitamin or mineral enriched when yeah. it might not be something that we needed. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this like earlier on in, in, in a podcast where it's the accumulation sometimes of these things too. So when you're looking at the nutritional label off of one product, it, it looks like it's within the daily recommended amount, mm. but it doesn't account for how many servings of it you're eating, everything else that you're eating, you know, within a day or within a week, and that you could be overloading yourself in certain uh, minerals and vitamins which we wouldn't think would be a bad thing, but actually can lead to a lot of different health conditions and issues, digestion for, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, that was really interesting to me too. I've never heard anyone talk about pellagra and that, and then the studies yeah. that were done surrounding it. So that was like new information and maybe that's why I found it fascinating. Yeah. I also, yeah, I also had not heard of that and it was, it was an interesting conversation because that came on the tail of the discussion about the low carb, low fat diet. Yes. Yeah. And, and which was a, not a new concept for me or for you to have to have learned about or read about but it was interesting to have started with that and then gone into this idea of this of particularly focusing on people uh, on people in Italy and their and their normal diet and then yeah. saying like if you compare this diet to an, a North American diet you know it's higher in carbs or it's higher in fat or it's richer in this. And, you know, and so, you know, our North American brains say, "Uh Oh, not good, not good, not good. And in fact, these people weight wise are generally more on track to, to be healthy than, than we are. Yeah. But even, but even just you saying about, you know, the low carb, low fat and how, if you think about even you and I, the, the different types of, you know, diets, capital D that Mm -hmm. we've done through, throughout, you know, our life Yep. and back to back, you know, so we try one for a period of time, you try another for a period of time, another, and I'm just now thinking, can you imagine what it was doing to our whole you know, mm-hmm. engine, it was, it's like depriving it of, you know, certain things and then overloading it with other things and then giving it things. And it's trying to make all these adjustments. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no wonder we weren't successful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if on anything. Did you ever, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before, but did you ever notice other things, like other ways that your body reacted when you were engaging in those kinds of diets as far as like I don't know I know some people experience hair loss or things like that like did your did you ever have a physical reaction to the way that you were eating I I don't I don't remember anything specifically but I also don't think I was as in tune yeah with maybe recognizing or even making connections. I think that's better that I, I, I didn't know enough to even consider that maybe something that how I was feeling or, mm-hmm. you know, whether I was like 
you know, my skin was dry, yeah. mouth was dry, you know, any of these things yeah. could have anything to do with, with what I was eating. Right, right, right. Because it wasn't, it wasn't something that was talked about. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a fair assessment, I think. Yeah. And what about you? Did you? I mean, I had very significant um, issues Diar- with, no, <laughs> diarrhea. I mean, I had <laughs> very significant diarrhea when I was eating potato chips with Olestra. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> they also mentioned that in the book and it made me mm. chuckle. <laughs> um, no, I had very significant disruptions, I guess, with my menstruation. <laughs> I thought you were. Gonna, I thought it was going to be an eruption. <laughs> Not eruptions. No, my my menstrual uh, cycle okay. was all over the place for a very long time. Yeah. With like with obscene amounts of weight loss and weight gain, and my body did okay. not know if it was coming or going. Huh. And that yeah, the, I mean that's the only that's the only thing that made like made sense to have caused that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know also, I noticed immediately when I started drinking more water and like a lot more water that my skin improved dramatically. Okay. But with that one in particular, I like you, I wouldn't have said that I realized that there was an issue with my skin until I started drinking a lot of water. And then I thought, Oh, wow, this is making a difference. But okay. other than, other than that. And skin, as you mean, like acne. Mm-hmm. Less yeah. acne. Yeah. 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 What else? What else did you? Okay. So the thing that I was the most taken with, with this book yeah. was this whole idea of, wanting and liking and those Mm -hmm. things being different and so sometimes you want to eat things but you don't necessarily like it and so he talked about this in the in the context of binge eating that it's like you there is some want there is some like intense desire to continue eating something past the point that you're enjoying it Mm -hmm. and and so and so people who don't experience this would say well like if you're full or if you're feeling sick like why would you keep eating it but if if you do experience this discrepancy like this intense need almost he didn't he used the he used want but this intense want to continue to eat even even when it's not enjoyable like that just ex, it it almost it just explains what's happening like it it just it's like oh okay there are two systems happening here yeah there's something that is desirable and enjoyable and um, tasty and fun and exciting. And then there is something that is just like, uh, a compulsion, Mm -hmm. you know, and that those two things are different. And, and so he said that when you are, if you are a person who 
struggles with binge eating that it's because for whatever reason you have an incredible want or desire for food whether it's like whether you like it whether you like to eat it or not Mm. it's like this intense desire to be eating and and I've never heard that articulated that way I mean there isn't necessarily he does talk I was going to say there isn't necessarily a solution to it although he did he did talk about something actually that reminded me of something that we did at a WW workshop ages ago because one of the people in that he writes about in the book who was working with a psychologist of some sort mm-hmm. they were trying to get this person to really pay attention to the enjoyment of the food and try yeah. and try and get them to enjoy the food more than they wanted it you know, like to flip mm-hmm. the switch, right? Yep. And so there was this whole bit about, you know, like smelling the food and looking at the mm-hmm. food and like thinking about the food and like, you know, and and like activating those pleasure centers before you even had it and then holding the food in your mouth and like really sort of feeling what that was like. And like, it was like this whole like sensory thing. And I remember ages ago at a WW workshop, I think that was one of the techniques was to like really like enjoy the entire experience of eating like one bite of something, you know? And And when I heard it, I thought, oh, my goodness, like, this is something that WW has talked about before. And yeah. it seems like it just sounds a little, it sounds a little hokey, <laughs> but it makes so much sense to say, okay, but let's really pay attention to this one bite or this one thing and let's really enjoy it and and I think about so then of course I'm thinking about me because as you know and I think by now as as our listeners will know I am 100% a binge eater and and so I'm thinking so I was thinking about when we get together and we have our walnut crunch from grad from granddad's donut yes Mm -hmm. and it's one donut and it takes like we we take so long to like eat it and there's a whole build up to having it and then it's on the plate and then like we're looking Mm -hmm. at it we take pictures (laughs) of it and we smell it and like and it's this whole experience of having this donut and it is so fun and it is so delicious and I am so satisfied when I get to the end of it yeah and it was one donut yeah. Now, then, if I wasn't there with you, yeah, and you had the donut, I think it would be the same because it's not something that I would get regularly. You okay. know what I mean? So it still becomes the special thing. But then I think of things that I would eat in excess 
-hmm. and it's, you know, like a dozen of something or an entire package of something or an entire bag of something where it's like shoveling it into my mouth and like giving myself hiccups because I'm eating it so quickly and like, you know, trying to make sure that I'm not making a mess or getting rid of the garbage or like, it's this whole, it's, it is an entirely different eating experience. Yeah. And it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It doesn't taste great. And I'm not satisfied at the end of it. In fact, if anything, I feel unwell and yet I want to eat more because it's almost like it didn't, it doesn't feel good. And so then you think, oh, but if I ate something else, that would make it better. Right. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. Yeah. It is. You know? And so when I listened to that part of the book, I was like, oh, yes. I was like, Mark Shakespeare, you see me. Well, I, I've one of the things I liked about the, about the, the book, just as, as an offside, was yeah, yeah. like, is he Canadian? Do you know if he's Canadian? Because he he uh, referenced a lot of Canadian studies. He did reference a lot of Canadian studies, uh, and I was surprised. But and so, I, well, the one thing I, I don't so. remember which study it was, but anytime I hear like McMaster, and then they say Hampton. And it just makes you feel like, oh, I, I'm, I'm from there. Yeah. yeah as yeah, ridiculous yeah. as it is, you know, because you, <laughs> anyway. But, it's but fun. it is fun. But they talked about the study at McGill where they were, they'd given, and I thought about um, Stefaru at this because it was lint chocolates. Mm-hmm. And they gave them chocolates to suck on while measuring their pleasure. But what they realized and found through the study was that the pleasure diminished the longer the experiment lasted. So if they finished that first one and then gave them another one, they actually, it scientifically proven, like with through yeah. this study, that you don't enjoy things as much, which is an also an, another thing that at WW we had talked yeah. about mm-hmm. was, you know, it's like the, the first bite of something is the one that you enjoy the most, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, I think that that's where that whole technique could also come from. It's like savoring that thing, you know, mm-hmm. there's the whole mouth feel, right? Yeah. So whether it's a piece of fruit, piece of chocolate, I mean, when I, I do know that that is a behavior that I personally have changed is that if I'm going to have something that's like Swedish, like, Sweet-ish, not sweet yes. dish. <laughs> so it could be a Swedish fish because that is it could be it could be Swedish and sweet. But I I actually do just have one at a time. I do like loll it around in my mouth. If it's chocolate, I like to have it with either coffee or tea because then it has that melting and the whole. And it to me it's a whole experience. Yeah. And I I have slowed down on things like that because. Yeah. I could also just take whatever it is and just throw it in my mouth and, and chew it and be correct. done with it. Yeah. But I have yeah. been able to, you know, I, I, see, I can, I mean, I, I'm not that hard to train, honey. <laughs> no. was not a, totally correct. <laughs> that I can, because I know I will, it, it's more enjoyable to me to actually have cut something up, have a piece, 
enjoy it and then have more because it lasts longer. I'm not having as much, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like you, if I've got a whole bowl of chips and, you know, okay, no, let's be honest. It's caramel corn. If, If I've got a whole thing of like caramel corn, I want to eat the whole thing. But by the time I'm getting to the end, I actually feel like I'm going to be sick. Yeah. yeah. But I've already said today I'm going to have this and I've opened the bag and the bag is mine and I've been thinking about it all week and I'm going to eat it all, even though I don't want it. Yeah. I really don't want it after I've had a little bit. It would have been better to have a little bit, hide the bag so I don't keep going in and just taking a couple of pieces throughout the day. Yeah. And then have a little bit more on another day. day. Yeah. I've gotten good about cakes like desserts, things like that, I will cut them into smaller pieces, wrap them up, put them in the freezer, and then enjoy them for a period of time. I had bought butter tarts in November. I brought them home for Phil, six of them. Then I made the one, you know, the ice cream with in between. So we made our own version. I think I did that twice. But we ate the last butter tart. And then we were splitting, splitting them. We ate the last butter tart maybe two weeks ago. It was after Graham left. Oh, wow. And then it's November and it, I open my freezer every day looking and I can yeah, see it. And it's sitting down. there. Yeah. Sitting there. Yeah. So some things I guess I haven't, I don't, you know, now thinking about it, I've, I have become much better at yeah. other things. No, not so much yeah. like mm. cereal. I still, I, I, I don't even want to try. Yeah. Cause I know it will happen. I, yeah. I, I can tell myself one thing. It's not going to, it isn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I won't yeah. So the author of the book, I don't know. I just did a quick Google search. I don't yeah. know if he is Canadian, but he lives in Toronto. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. So, explains it. so whether or not he is Canadian, he, he is in a Canadian milieu. Okay. All right. That makes say. sense. That makes sense because I was yeah. like, Ooh, there's an awful lot of references yeah. to Canadian. Yeah. Universe. He's, he's, he's written a couple of other things that, uh, yes. that I'm, that I'm going to check effect. out the Dorito effect. I'm going to check yes. that one out. And there's, and then it said he has another book called steak, but I don't know what that is. Oh, like steak spelt like the beef. Oh, S T E A K. So I oh. never, I don't okay. know. I don't know anything about that, but the Dorito effect, I, I know I've already got that from the library i just haven't started it yet okay so yeah it was it was great it was it was a really interesting informative enjoyable listen yeah lots of lots of little tidbits about different things they the the um the researcher i think her name was dana small who did the mismatch study nutritive mismatch yes Super interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So this whole idea that your body expects to be receiving a certain number of calories from the food that it's eating when it eats. So, so, and so she created this entire study where she manipulated different soft drinks so Mm -hmm. that they all had the same level of sweetness but yes. they were all different calories. Yeah. And the and and it was the original I think for whatever it was it was 70 calories. Yeah. And so whether it was when the when they were drinking something that didn't have that many calories then they they wanted more of it. They Yeah. They, they wanted more of it and then when they were drinking something that had 
um, more than 70 calories, they were drinking too much of that too, right? Yeah. Like, because the body was looking for the right balance yes. of, of new, of, Cal of like caloric intake and yeah. sweetness and yeah. when it was and when the balance was off the body kept looking for it yeah which which is what a lot of I mean it, it makes sense with the studies that have been done about artificial sweeteners mm -hmm. and the effects on the body and the brain with that too so yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was interesting Interesting. Anyways, it was, I, I really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, I did you know, too. Yeah. It was I, did epic, too. I even listened on the weekend because it was a skip the line and I needed to get it done because I only, I had to return it by 541 on Sunday and I had like two and a half hours left on Sunday. And so you messaged me and you said something about anal leakage. <laughs> and I had, I had heard that 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 morning and then I was like oh and I said I'm gonna have this book done today because I knew I had to have the book done and I did yeah. I had it done because I was like pacing myself with it because I knew yeah. that we knew because we wanted to finish it at the same time and I knew you were only like halfway through so then I only yeah. like got to halfway and yeah. then all of a sudden you were like I'm gonna finish today and I was like oh okay I guess <laughs> I'm finishing then Alrighty then yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. great anyways yeah, it, truly, if you're at all interested in uh, food and nutrition and, and like science research, those yeah. kinds of studies. History, the history of it. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships you know. between, yeah, history and now and at, like, I, I mean, it covered, a, there's a lot of stuff covered and it was covered well. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Yeah. It was enjoyable, yeah. actually, yeah, as, a, as a listen. Let's end this. But here's what I want to say to you. Oh, no, actually, let me end with, this was something that I wrote at the very end of that book, which I thought oh. I just loved it. Okay. It said, eating is not refueling. Eating is a means to maintain wholeness. Yeah. It's always a delight to chat with you. And you too, my friend. I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm always really thankful that we have this, uh, that we have this podcast to make sure we've got the time to have a little chit chat. But I, but yes. I also like it because it, you know, it keeps us focused on, you know, learning and, and, you know, keeping our, uh, you know, minds open to new ideas and new things. And, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's not just a chit chat, although, Correct. you know, it that, is. Part of, that part of it is pretty fun. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it, it ticks a lot of boxes off. It ticks a lot of boxes <laughs> off. Yeah. And so. to everyone who is listening to us and following along with us, we really appreciate you. And when this podcast comes out, it will be the day after Valentine's Day. So extra special warm hug from both of us to all of you. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Oh, we need to make a picture like this then. I'm not taking a picture with my <laughs> fingers like a heart. <laughs> oh, that's because my heart is, I have a big heart and a little body. <laughs> a big heart and a little body. <laughs> okay, bye.